Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jambo, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Radio Harambe. This is our part three of our little kind of Expedition Everest uh, backstory kind of uh, uh, podcast. And we will get a little bit more involved with that. But first, I want to talk again about our Tea Public store. Go on our uh, social media at John Borfer1 on Twitter, Safari underscore Mike on Instagram, or Disney's Animal Kingdom on Instagram. And in the profiles, you can click on our, our store. Check out all the cool, cool designs, including many that are uh, uh, related to Expedition Everest, like the Disco Yeti, or like the Yeti Palace Hotel, or the Thirsty River Bar, or Nandapur Railway. Nandapur Rail- Railway, which, which is the railroad, which is the railroad <laughs> that uh, you are riding on Expedition Everest. Um, so go on there, and every dime we make goes to conservation, and we are still um, getting money together to send to Proyecto Titi. Um, we'll be making a donation to them soon, and so, and then we'll probably start thinking of a, our next um, conservation group. But we like to change it every three to five months or so. And we've been doing protective TT for a little while, and that helps to save cotton top tamarins. Um, ever since we were at Disney's Animal Kingdom back in June, uh, we saw the little baby twin cotton top tamarins. So that's we decided to go with uh, Proyecto TT. So. Every dime we make goes to conservation, and so go on there, check out your cool design, check out all the cool designs by the lovely Christina, and you can um, wear them around the park, which the cast members really love. Uh, Christina will attest that uh, we got stopped a couple of different times uh, for our t-shirts. We did. Including Jico, when the Kali River Expeditions was a particular favorite, which I was a little surprised about. I was in Epcot, and people, and like I'd had oh, really? four different <laughs> cast members. See, I was just thinking that Jiko in particular, uh, not only did our server like it and enjoy it, but she must have went to the back and told everyone because people were coming by. The manager came out. The manager came by. So and said, uh, I heard you have a Jiko shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we were both wearing them. We both mm-hmm. had ours on. Mm-hmm. Um, you looked, of course, much better. Oh. <laughs> So what we're going to do today, so the, the first uh, episode of this trilogy was kind of delving into the story of the mythology, I should say, of the Yeti itself. And then our last uh, episode, part two, was kind of giving you a background of the Shirkazong and the backstory and kind of the walking around the rest of the, uh, uh, the area that is Shirkazong. Uh, today, I am going to do a tour of the queue. And the queue itself is, in fact, the little village of Shirkazang, the village that's there at the beginning of the railway as you make your way across the Forbidden Mountain into Everest. And um, this is much like, and I, I mentioned this in the last episode as well, it is much like uh, the Kali River Rapids. The Kali River Rapids, when you're going through the queue there, you're actually walking through the town of Anandapur. And here you're walking through the little village of Shirkazang. Now, when you enter the attraction itself, you are beginning at the booking office. This building was once the headquarters for the Royal Anandapur Tea Company. 
Now, uh, just go back to listen to the last episode to learn a little bit more about the Royal Anandaportee Company. But briefly, they were they are the ones that built the railroad to bring tea from Shirkazong to Anandapur. So uh, they did great business at the beginning of the 19th century. And here um, at the, the booking office was the former headquarters. And you'll notice when you're walking through, and this is when you just walk into the queue right under, you know, the... Of the fast pass sign, you know what time the you know what time it is you can enter. You'll see secondhand furniture and equipment of that um, and equipment supplies that were actually quite expensive for that remote area. And also pay attention to the board mounted in the back wall. You'll see all sorts of tours and where they're currently located in the Everest region and all that kind of stuff. It's a it's a cute little kind of uh, uh, way to tell you that you're in the uh, the booking office. There are a whole bunch of little details here. Uh, you can you can actually find a portrait of the Raja of Anandapur and his wife, which, by the way, you can also see a similar portrait in Kali River Rapids uh, in, in that queue. Um, the first rupee that they ever earned at the Royal Anandapur Tea Company, or excuse me, at, uh, at the uh, Himalayan Escapes, which I'll talk about a little bit more as we move along. Uh, old photos from the first expedition. Uh, a business license, a map of the Himalayan region, um, and a, uh, a, a patch covered, uh, or a pack pack, a backpack covered in patches from prior trips and all this kind of stuff. On the wall to the right, when you first walk in, uh, you also notice a letter from Colonel Edward Blanchard. He's a made up uh, 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 person from Great Britain. And he wrote this letter to the owners of the Himalayan escapes. That's Norbu and Bob, which you talked a little bit more about in our first uh, or this last episode. The patches and stickers that I was talking about before um, are all over the office and this backpack. And they show previous tours they are offered by the Himalayan Escapes. There's the Anandapur Polo Club Expedition. You look for the All-American Women's Expedition. But um, one that you might find interesting, is, if you can find it, is a little, a little harken to Disney there is the Mouseketeer Mountain Expedition patch somewhere located uh-huh. on there. So go ahead and try to find that. That's the booking office. That's the first building you're walking through. So now as you leave that building, you kind of come out into this uh, outside area. Notice here that it looks kind of desolate. And that's on purpose. That's because they're, show, they're trying to demonstrate that this land hasn't been used in quite some time. Once the uh, tea company went out of business, this was kind of the booking office was laid barren for you know decades. So you'll notice there's only a couple little shrubs here. You'll, you'll actually look for the dry riverbed that runs between the buildings. Um, and you can also see some makeshift shrines here, like little statues, little like wooden carvings um, that are made by the local villagers. It is rumored that the reason the Anandapur uh, Tea Company went out of business in the late 30s was because they had a whole bunch of accidents on the railroad, and it is believed that the Yeti, the protector of the Forbidden Mountain, was responsible for all these accidents, which caused the Royal Anandapur Tea Company to abandon their tea plantation here and go back to Anandapur. And the locals have built these like little statues, these little wooden sticks and stuff like that, as sort of a way to try to appease the Yeti. Also notice, and I, I think you've noticed this throughout, and we actually even talked about it a little bit on the last episode, there are prayer flags everywhere. Mm-hmm. There are p- prayer flags yes. all over Anandapur, and there are pra- prayer flags here. 
And um, do you know why they're called prayer flags? Do you know why? I, I know. I can explain it to you if you don't. Okay, so um, these pennants, these designs, are to are, are to demonstrate wisdom, compassion, peace, strength, uh, good harvest. Those are some of the things that the designs on the prayer on the prayer flags uh, demonstrate. And as the harsh winds, especially up in the Himalayas, the harsh winds kind of slowly unravel the fabric of these prayer flags. And you'll see the prayer flags. Um, they kind of look frazzled at the end. They're kind of like breaking down. And they're supposed to look old. They're not. But I mean, in the Himalayas, they are. And the threads, like little pieces of the threads, will get carried away and taken up into the wind into heaven. And it's taken those, those prayers for wisdom or strength or good harvest or whatever. And the threads are taking them up to heaven so that their prayers can be, be answered. So that's that's the, the function of a prayer flag. Um... You also notice right here a sign that um, that's from for for the guests of who are going on the the expedition uh, ex Everest expedition. It tells you to head to the Mandir, and that's as you walk through this uh, sort of open area. That's the next building, and this is the building that has all sorts of Yeti designs on it, and it's in front of that courtyard with a big statue of the Yeti and like a lot of people throw coins and stuff into the cups and things like that. This is a kind of like a reddish wooden building and the Mandir is actually a Hindu temple that is dedicated to one god. I'm no expert in, in Hindu theology but they believe in a, a lot of gods and, and a lot of their temples venerate many gods but a Mandir is a specific kind of temple as dedicated to just one of the gods and in this case it is dedicated to the Yeti, the spiritual protector of the mountain that you're about to cross. You'll see bells all hanging around here. So as you're walking by, feel free to ring the bells because that is a way to appease the Yeti. Um, it is an offering of sorts to the Yeti to make this music for for uh, by the bell. Um, this also is an attempt by the the Imagineers to make you think that the locals in the area think the Yeti is real. There's a great debate amongst the in the conceit of this area as to whether or not people believe in the Yeti. And obviously, once you're done with the ride, you're going to believe in the Yeti. But <laughs> but um, the locals, you know, will go back and forth as to whether it's that the, there is uh, this belief. You'll see a sign um, on the Mandir, and I'll read the sign to you. It says. Visitors, please respect ancient Mandir Pagoda, which honors Yeti, protector of the sacred mountain. Carvings date back to the reign of His Majesty King Partheva Sankara Gavampati, 17th century, it says. So that this pagoda is supposed to be, uh, dates all the way back to the 1600s. Um, and that's to give you a sense that, you know, this little town has been here forever, and certainly that pagoda has been there. There's one carving uh, that's actually protected by a screen on the Mandir, uh, and it's protected. And there's a lot of detail in that uh, particular um, carving. Um, you'll see also many Yetis all over the building in the wood structure itself, on like the edges of the roof, um, on the on the columns themselves. Um, and actually, this building was uh, there was uh, actual artists from Kathmandu 
that helped construct this pagoda and, and you know actual artists from the area were used to or were used to help in, in designing this. And you'll just just when you're walking around this Mandir, just notice all the different depictions of the Yeti. In front of the Mandir is the courtyard that I think pretty much everybody takes a picture of as they're walking through the queue of, of the Yeti. And, and of course it's got all those little cups and all the little stone and it's got the big stone structure of the Yeti uh, in front of it. Um, and visitors to the Yeti Mandir uh, often bring symbolic offerings of fruit and flowers and other natural objects. And if you look in there, Disney has planted those kinds of objects in there. And that's supposed to signify the locals coming there and making these offerings to appease the uh, the Yeti. Because the Yeti is the protector of the mountain and the protector of these people. Next up is Tashi's Trek and Tongba Shop. This is where you, when you walk in, you can see all sorts of, um, all sorts of, various items that you can buy that if you didn't buy the McGupta's gear, which we talked about in the last episode. The sign at the front of it, when you're, as you're walking in, says, we provide the finest in mountaineer equipments for all needs, new and used. And you can find all sorts of supplies in there. And as you're walking through, notice there's actually even a cot where that Tashi sleeps in. Uh, I'm not sure if Tashi's a man or a female, to be honest, but um, he sleeps in there. And there's all sorts of things there. There's, uh, there's a menu with uh, popcorn and Mustang coffee and Tangba. You probably don't know what Tangba is. Um, Mustang coffee you could buy at the Nomad Lounge, and I often do. Because of you, I know what Mustang coffee is. <laughs> but Tangba is actually a millet-based alcoholic beverage uh, that's that's uh, very popular in Nepal and Bhutan and uh, even in northern India. And it's used in a lot of festivals and things like that. And from what I read, I've never had it. But I, w- I uh, w- looked up what it tastes like, and it's supposed to be kind of like a mild, slightly milky, slightly mushroomy kind of drink. Um, it's not bitter. It's kind of smooth, and it's only slightly alcoholic. But it is alcoholic, and it's used in various uh, things there. Another thing you should notice is there are different T-shirts that you can buy. I mean, you actually can't buy, but they're you know up on display as allegedly uh, for sale at Tashi's. And there are also Yeti plush toys. Now, as you're walking through the queue, and if you're listening to this as you're walking through the queue, uh, pause here and see if you can find the Yeti that has little mouse ears on it. That one of the Yeti in this display of Yeti plush toys uh, has mouse ears. So go look for that. From the supply shop, you then enter what was once a warehouse that stored the tea. Um, that was being shipped to an Andapur. And as you enter, you see, you see a sign from Professor Pima Dorje. Uh, Norbu and Bob have converted this space into the Yeti Museum, which is probably the most photographed building in this area. Uh, the Yeti Museum features artifacts of, that present both the legend and the facts about this creature. Just inside the entrance, you'll find, you know, look for the photograph of Professor Dorji, and it actually has his degrees on there. He uh, went to the Royal Anandapur University College of Science. He earned a master's in anthropology and a doctorate degree in conservation science, so I guess he's probably the perfect guy to run the, uh, to run the Yeti Museum. Um, he's supposedly some sort of legitimate expert in the study of the Yeti. Um, the museum 
was dedicated to the scientific, historic, and cultural studies of the legendary Yeti. And there are actually three exhibits in the Yeti Museum. Um, it, they're sometimes difficult to distinguish from one another, and it, it, but the Yeti Museum is actually pretty cool. Um, and a lot of the artifacts, and Disney purchased, like I said, thousands, or Joe Rody and his team purchased thousands of items when they went to Nepal, and a lot of them are in this exhibit. The three exhibits are the Yeti in Art and Culture, and that's when you first walk in, you see kind of like a, all these statues and stuff, and it, it focuses on native cultures and how they portrayed the Yeti. The second exhibit is the Mystery of the Lost Expedition, and if you um, listen to last week's episode, I talk about how there was a mysterious lost expedition referenced in that article uh, that I read right at the beginning of last week's episode. That happened in 1982, and you'll see some of the um, artifacts from this expedition. And you'll see like a ripped up tent, uh, like crushed cans and things like that, and there are a series of photographs they found a uh, camera and the photographs show a very blurry yeti and a very blurry blurry uh, claws to, to give you an indication as what unfortunately happened to the lost expedition of 1982 the last exhibit is the yeti interpreting the findings and this is sort of gives you a kind of a different theory as to what the yeti really is you'll see pictures of bears and other wildlife from the area um, and they talk about how it may be an unidentified species of ape or a misidentified bear or a late surviving Gigantopithecus, which was a um, primate that lived thousands of years ago and was huge. Anyway, uh, the museum also has, of course, um, the only real artifact in the uh, museum, and that is the footprint discovered by Josh Gates uh, when he was actually in the Himalayas looking for the Yeti. It was in 2008 that he found this, so shortly after the exhibit opened, that this the, this artifact did not come with the exhibit. Um, most experts believe that the, um, the footprint itself is actually just a bear footprint that kind of got distorted by the winds up there. Um, but that is the Yeti Museum. As you approach the train platform, there are pictures of your staff line the wall. Um, I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but they're like pictures of the people who work in Shirkazong right along the wall. And under each uh, photo, you'll find their job function. For example, uh, you'll see the responsibility of the expedition leaders is to get the food and supplies and all that kind of stuff together. And there's the porter. Um, he carries equipment and in, in food that weighs more than 125 pounds. So, um, that's got to be very difficult climbing up a giant mountain yeah. <laughs> carrying 125 pounds. Um, now, uh, then you board the train, and um, as Christina sort of mentioned at the beginning, it's the Anandapur Rail Service, and we sell a T-shirt that Christina designed for the Anandapur Rail Service, and I like actually particularly like that one. Um, it was a request from your brother. It was, and I know he has it. And uh, yes, it's. It, it, you'll see the symbol when you when you see the train come by. You'll see the symbol of the Anandapur uh, Rail Service. And um, from there, you begin with. And there's like a toot of the whistle. It's supposed to be a steam train. It's not really a steam train. It's just uh, you know themed as such. 
And I mentioned this in the last episode, when you start this, you start your trip, you go through um, a little kind of wooded area first, um, and you hear birds chirping, and those are recordings of actual birds from Nepal. It's not Floridian birds, it's uh, sounds of birds from Nepal to give you a kind of like a vibe that you're actually in this area. You'll notice a stairway as you start climbing up the big big mountain and that's a ceremonial stairway leading to the ancient fortress that you see uh, when you're um, looking at the mountain from afar um, the train passes as you pass the train you'll go through uh, you know sort of this little citadel and you'll see like drums and gongs and all this kind of stuff and of course you see the this nice mural as you're going up the mountain and that is a mural depicting um, the Yeti and it's sort of his role as the protector of the mountain because it's showing him casting away a bunch of evil spirits. So when you're going through there, take a little look, a closer look. I know you're getting ready for a big drop and all that kind of stuff, but take a look for uh, the Yeti um, chasing away evil spirits. The last part of Shurkazan is when you actually exit the train and what Disney often does um, with attractions, especially very popular ones, is you exit in a gift shop. And that is the Shirkazong Bazaar. It is a shop set up by the townsfolk to cash in on all these tourists coming in, coming to and from uh, Everest. Um, so there's all sorts of souvenirs there, ones you can actually buy and ones that you can't that are up on the top there. Again, the Disney uh, purchased a lot of different artifacts from there. You'll actually see another sign uh, by the Pavani or Bavani sign painters. Um, it's the same one, it's the same a fake company that uh, was working on the sign for the Yeti Palace Hotel. You'll see a plaque that the Anandapur Ministry of Economic Development uh, was involved in this. And again, look for, before you leave, you'll look, you'll look for the first 100 rupee note that the shopkeepers ever earned. And this is a very popular thing that Joe Rohde has done here. Do you know the other place? I'm gonna leave this on, on a question to you. Do you know the other store that has a display of the first money the shopkeepers ever made? She's thinking. It is not. Chester and Hester. When you go to Chester and Hester's, there's like a little display, a picture of the old Chester and Hester. And there is a picture of the first dollar that they ever made. They framed it and put it up on the wall. This is kind of an ode to that, um, where there you see the first money that the shopkeepers at Shirkazong uh, ever made. Um, that is a queue or a tour of the queue, and also the ride and sort of the bazaar afterwards of uh, Shirkazong and Expedition Everest. And I hope you enjoyed it. Do you have anything to add before we sign off? No, I've always thought it was a very interesting queue. There's so much to look at, so much to go through. I mean, you mentioned a few of them, but now I'm interested in what are all these little patches and what do they all mean? Yes, find the patches. You'll find them all. There's like, there's a, little a, things like a that. It's of always them. been a queue that can keep your attention. One of the best things about that queue, I mean, I, I I've said this before. There's a lot of great queues at, at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I'm a little disappointed in the Kilimanjaro Safari one, but the other big attractions often have very elaborate queues like Kali River Rapids 
like here, like even Flight of Passage is very elaborate in its in its queue, at least once you get inside. Um, so, uh, you know, next time you're there, either listen to this beforehand and look for some of the things I, I'm talking about, or um, listen to it actually while you're walking through. I've done a few other of these. I've done a walking tour of uh, Maharaja Jungle Trek, Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail. I did a walking tour of Harambe. And now I'm adding a walking tour of Shirkazang to our list of things to, uh, to listen to. So thank you, Christina, for listening to me babble on about the uh, queue <laughs> of Expedition Everest. And I thank all the listeners also for listening to me. Um, I, I appreciate it. Um, thank you for listening. Kwaharini and go well. Now we will go. 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 Now we will